0: what's going on guys welcome back to another namaste the namaste podcast if you will my name is melissa Malotti and we are back again and today i have a, a very special guest her name is alina mccloud she's an actress a youtuber and uh very soon she has an upcoming project coming out called the happy healthy heroine yeah. Alina, can you uh welcome first off and Thank can you, you tell us a
1: little bit about that absolutely well um In my long journey of being in the arts, I have realized how important it is to have a spiritual practice. So I have spent years of my own life developing one for myself. And I can definitely say that it makes life easier in every sense of the word. Totally. So basically, this project that I have is going to be part blog that's going to have a lot of information for people on how to live a happier, healthier life. And I'm also going to have coaching packages for spirituality as well as just practical advice to make you feel better every day
0: awesome I love it Alina and I are actually very similar guys very similar (laughs) um we uh we went for coffee what like maybe a month ago now or a couple weeks ago and um totally discovered that we have so much in common Mm -hmm. and I thought must have her on the podcast to talk
1: about. even even our natal charts (laughs) <laughs> Even our natal charts. Yes. So Alina's
0: very into, she knows a lot about astrology, guys, which yep. I, I actually don't know much of. I know a lot about um, angel cards, mm-hmm. tarot cards. I have a numerology book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, like when I refer to the book, I know, but I don't, I don't really know by heart. But what I was curious about, if you can, um, was there a moment in your life where you felt like you were drawn to all this or what or were you just you know as a kid were you always drawn to all this the spiritualism and the the cards and everything?
1: For sure uh well it's definitely been a journey and an evolution uh I think my first experiences was actually like bible camp (laughs) when I was like 10 and Christian Catholic? Yeah uh I think it was just Christian I don't think there was any specificity to it uh but I didn't grow up in a very religious household I just got sent to a bible camp because that was the camp that was available but can was, i ask what it was called it was called torch trail bible camp kay. in saskatchewan so, Oh, yeah wait, saskatchewan. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah. i i've actually been to one too oh, so interesting. that's weird. Really, we are interesting. so
1: alike mm-hmm. but mine
0: was by choice and i'll, I'll tell you about it after you, you, sure. you, you go on but yeah, yeah it's, it's super interesting
1: yeah and <laughs> you know i don't i'm definitely not um of the christian faith now yeah, but neither. i just thought it was a really great experience you know really positive amazing <laughs> (laughs) people and, you know, no matter what the beliefs were behind what they were doing, I just thought it was really great. Hmm. So that kind of evolved into me trying some more Eastern type of religions and practices. Uh, My uncle introduced me to uh, Qigong, which is an energy sort of practice. That's from China, and that's oh. still something I'm really like interested in. Cool. I went to India and was at a Buddhist ashram for a week. Shut up. That's mm-hmm. so interesting. That was a challenge. Like wow. I've never meditated like for hours on end and like coursework <gasps> and like all that. Like, y- pray, love? Basically. Basically. It, uh, that was an experience. Cool. Yeah.
0: And, and she's also lived in Tokyo <laughs> as,
1: <laughs> as a model. That, <laughs> you have so many cool stories to tell. I could Thanks. just listen to you all day. <laughs>
0: Cool. Yeah. Um when I was uh, so I grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. I'm not I don't also associate with any religions anymore just because I'm I'm very I I'm quite spiritual. I'm very I would say I'm I'm open minded to everything. Um yep. but I don't I don't go to church or anything, so I, I don't say that I'm Catholic anymore. But as a kid I did go to a um a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to high school, <laughs> this is <laughs> this is i don't know kind of a funny story but (laughs) tell me (laughs) some of my friends uh, in high school they we had never been to camp before and camps are really expensive like overnight camp is ridiculous expensive guys so we were googling different camps and the only one that was in our price range which was like 200 dollars for a full week so ridiculously cheap yeah um was a christian camp and so we were like whatever let's go and so we we went and it was also horseback riding camp um but that's the reason why that's my story of that's going awesome. to it like I wasn't actually there like uh, we we did end, end up going to a couple of like we obviously part of the camp you have to sit in and for the bible readings yeah. and whatnot but um you know really we just really wanted to go to camp and that's how yeah. I ended up there that's but amazing. it was a really great experience again uh, same thing as you people were so lovely yeah. and loving and like yeah it was uh, it was quite the week I I honestly, I say that that's one of my favorite memories from high school all the time. That's so great. I was going to that, so Uh, super interesting. So you didn't have, like, a moment in your life where did you have any miracles or, like, ghost stories? Like, for me, I lived in a bit of a haunted house when I was a kid, and so that really opened me up, and I've uh, mentioned, I think, a couple stories on the podcast, um, on previous podcast, the one with my mom. I think that was the second one about a couple of my stories for that. But um, I was just always into... I don't, I don't know. I've just always been very open-minded and I I I, I cannot uh, I d- I can't live in a space where I I'm not open to the fact that there's, there's gotta be more going on. Yeah. Yeah. More than we know. And I just, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I don't really understand the thinking of there's, there's nothing and this is it. Yeah. Like how are we, (laughs) yeah, it's very surface level. How are we the only human beings ever and just on planet earth? And we just happened and like where we've come about, it just doesn't logically make sense to me. So that's why I'm quite spiritual. And I've also just had a lot of, um, interesting weird you know things Absolutely. happen to me with the law yeah. of attraction and whatnot so did you ever have any
1: like weird situations that made you think oh yeah for yeah. sure well the biggest one actually happened I guess fairly recently it'd be about three years ago and that was probably one of the larger tipping points that kind of got me into the things that I'm especially interested in now mm. which interesting enough was a floating session I don't know if you know what floating is. Is
0: it in those tanks?
1: Sensory deprivation Sto- tanks. Okay, so this yes. is the
0: third time I've heard this. So this. So is it's the, meant
1: for for you to yeah, hear, and I'm, so you go have a floating yeah. session. The universe is talking to you. Yeah.
0: The the three yeah. is always the yeah. number for um listen and learn. Yes. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so tell us about the experience. Well,
1: it. Uh, I actually have a very long video on this on my YouTube channel but I'll give you just a very quick sort of summary of what happened. Basically I'm a little bit claustrophobic and I am more than a little bit scared of the dark. So even though I wanted to do this floating session I knew that that was going to be you know, something that was going to drive my mind a little bit crazy. trigger you. Yeah. So instead of doing the usual hour session that you're supposed to, you know, like start off with, I signed myself up for a two hour session. Oh my God. (laughs) Because I knew that it would take so long for my mind to like calm down. And so I was just like, okay, I'm going in the chamber. I'm not coming out until like two hours is done. So for the first 45 minutes and because it literally is Like you can hear your thoughts like somebody is shouting at you. Oh wow. And so for the first time I realized how loud my mind was and how crazy it was. Like it was just saying this is dumb, this is stupid, get me out of here. Like all these things just it's it's like you're schizophrenic in the mind once you realize what's actually going on wow when we have all the stimulation of the world and you know we're doing this we're doing that we're multitasking we can't actually hear what's going on Hmm. but when you get into those tanks you're like confronted with yourself you're forced to listen yeah yeah and so that went on I estimate for maybe about 45 minutes and then I made this like firm decision of like Alina you're not leaving this tank so you may as well like get used to it and just like (laughs) yeah deal with it (laughs) And strangely enough, I don't know, like if something clicked or what, but I fell asleep. Okay. I fell asleep in the tank. And when I woke up, it was a feeling that I had never experienced before where my mind was totally quiet. Oh, that's so beautiful. And because you're in the, with the water, you're not, you know, you don't feel the physical sensations. You don't Mm. feel gravity. You're just floating there. So I didn't actually feel my body. Like I actually felt like energy. and I like just something happened inside of me that I was maybe it's always been going on but I just had never felt before Mm -hmm. but that silence and that peace stayed for probably actually quite some time like some people say they have glimpses of this I probably got a good like 10 minutes and it was like such a peaceful and happy existence I guess you could call it and it I don't know. It did something to me because even though, you know, I got out of the tank and life went on as usual, it was literally in the months that followed that I came across Eckhart Tolle's work, which is probably Power the big, of Now. Yep, yeah, Power of Now, probably the biggest influence in um, what I'm interested in and what I try and help others with so yeah it was one thing after another but it felt like that floating experience triggered wow. it all wow so that would be my biggest <gasps> cool experience that
0: the way you describe how you felt like you were energy i've mm-hmm. had that experience when i've meditated before yes yeah absolutely
1: um We've talked
0: about this. I have this spiritual there's a spiritual store in Pickering near where I live. Mm-hmm. and they have all kinds of classes for meditation, for um, just increasing your intuitiveness. Mm-hmm. And I've taken a lot of classes there, and I have found that now I'm at a point like before I started taking classes there, I, w- I didn't feel like I, go- I I was getting much benefit from meditating because I didn't, I wasn't able to like calm down, mm-hmm. but it's like, with anything you practice. Makes yes, perfect, right? absolutely. And I think because I kept going and I kept taking classes, eventually I hit a point where I, I had a breakthrough. And then yep. I, every time I meditate now, my, my mind absolutely. quiet, 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 <laughs> quiet down. <laughs> <Quiet's> down. <Whoa. laughs> Don't know why that couldn't come out here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it's really love. That's really cool. The energy. energy. Energy feeling is exactly something that Mm -hmm. I I, I try to remember what that feels like and just sort of become energy. Very interesting. Cool. Okay, so that was sort of a moment for you where you felt like there's definitely more out there. I got to, you know, do more research. I got to start practicing more of
1: these ideas and whatnot. Totally. And the thing that I think keeps a lot of people from discovering all these different practices kind of dipping their toes into that world is they think that it's going to be some crazy hippie thing where you got to change your whole lifestyle and you know all these different things they think it's so far removed from just practical everyday living and that couldn't be farther from the truth right so I personally like to um like look up to mentors or just in my own spiritual practice I try and make it as Well, I guess practical is the perfect word for it uh, into my everyday life because if I told myself that I had to meditate two hours a day and I have to, you know, only be a, you know, raw vegan or something like that, I couldn't, you know, I don't want to do that and it would take a lot of time and effort. So I think a lot of people need to realize that there's so many beneficial things that they could take out of the spiritual community, but right. they don't have to change their entire lifestyle to be a part of it.
0: Right. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, everything, you know, it's your life, right? Yeah, you, you do it
1: however you want to do it. Exactly.
0: So um, I watched a couple of your YouTube Ooh, videos. thank you. <laughs> and um, Alina and I are just so like, guys, okay, so this, uh, two of the videos I want to talk about. So the first one you talked about the law of attraction you Mm -hmm. had a video on your experiences with attracting certain things yeah and uh, so that's actually the the secret you mentioned the secret so if you guys don't know what the secret is it's a book by Rhonda Byrne and it's actually the book that got me into all this whole world of Mm -hmm. just you know being more open and whatnot and um, so if you don't know what that book is highly recommend you you know I I think that's a lot of people's gateway to this community because once they they watch that movie or they listen to the audiobook or they read the book i find that a lot of people sort of the something clicks in our brains and, and, and people just sort of understand why other people are more open to um, more metaphysical ideas. So mm-hmm. I, I, was going through a really horrible depression when I discovered this book mm-hmm. and funny enough um I had a friend in high school her name was uh, Nina Dobrev I don't know if you know her oh, from yes, 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 okay so we used to take acting classes together and then we were in high school together and I remember she she actually recommended that book to me that's so yeah and I, ha- <laughs> I don't talk to her anymore but back yeah. in the day you know we used to talk about gigs and acting and whatnot and she had recommended that book to me but I was just not in a mind space to yeah. hear her and so I heard her say that but obviously because I just wasn't in the right place at the right time I uh, didn't end up reading it. But it planted it. the seed. It planted the seed. Yes. yes. And then um, after, um, I think this was maybe 2009, when I was like very severely depressed, I was in, you know, an, an unfortunate relationship and just like a lot of things. I had some people die that, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of things that were um, going on in my life. And um, Nina started taking off from the Vampire Diaries. And then mm-hmm. I remember her telling me about a book about Mindset, The Seeker. And I was like, you know what? What the heck? I'm going to lem- I'm gonna read it and see, you know, what, what this is all about. Mm-hmm. And And so I didn't actually, didn't end up reading it. I watched the movie. I can't give myself enough credit. I like movies better as well. (laughs) Way better, right? That's why we are entertainers. Yes. (laughs) But I also, I do like writing. I like reading. But no, I just, this book is one of those books where I feel like it's just more effective in in movie format, I think. Because you see the people's emotions and, um, you know, you see, yeah, it's just, uh, I think it's just more effective. But anyways, I watched the movie and it just, it um, completely changed my life. And uh, Mm -hmm. we talk about, they talk about this concept called the law of attraction, which is what you put out into the world, what you you think about you bring about and that concept blew my mind and because obviously I was also 19 years old so and <laughs> I've never heard anything like that before so yeah. um, I started doing more research reading more books around the law of attraction and I started noticing all the different synchronicities in my life and I started making vision boards mm-hmm. and so that's this you know, this book, this movie is what brought me into this community. So, um, what I really liked about your video, the law of attraction video. So Alina talks about some of her experiences and then how also the law of attraction may not work for you. Mm-hmm. And I just sort of wanted to talk about that. So if you could maybe tell us a, one of you know, a, an experience in your life that was quite magical in terms of where you saw the law of attraction really, you know, come effect for your life. And I'll tell you, what am I?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think in that video, and it's just because it's the one coming to mind right now, is uh, when I was going to Tokyo a couple of years ago, first of all, uh, the experience literally came out of thin air. Right. I remember in the start of 2016, I was looking at my world map, which I have in my room and I, you know, mark all the spots that I've been. And so I was looking at it thinking like, where do I want to go this year? And even though I've been there so many times, I've been to Japan multiple times. Have you?
0: For modeling gigs? Yeah, it was my fifth time
1: going that time. Your fifth
0: time? Yeah, (gasps) yeah.
1: I just love it so much. Wow. But because I'm at the very old age of 27 now, and I was (laughs) 25 at the time, I thought there was no way that I was going to get another modeling contract to go there because I'm too old, apparently. The modeling world. The world. world tells you. Yeah. But something on that day, I remember it vividly, where I kept looking at Japan, like I almost couldn't even help it. Like something was saying that like this year you should go to Japan and I'm like well why like why would I go there you know I don't have like money to just go anywhere if I was going to go somewhere I'd go somewhere new but something kept drawing me to it and I was like yeah it would be really great to go there and if I went I said how great would it be to like film YouTube content there if I could just get an opportunity to somehow go there and be able to afford it I would have so much fun like filming YouTube content there and that's as much as I kind of thought about it but I had this vivid imagery of what that would be like and I kid you not probably four months later I get a message um, from my former agent in Tokyo and we haven't spoken in years I didn't know that he opened his own agency now Hmm. and he just sent me a message where the first line was Alina do you want to come to Tokyo Oh my gosh! Yeah. I <laughs> love that. I was like, "What? Like what? Like for what? What do you well, mean?" Yeah. And yeah, he wanted me to come as a contract model. Basically, all my expenses were taken care of, and wow. I got to film all my YouTube content yeah. that I wanted to film in Tokyo. That's amazing! Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah, I think um, you know what a lot of people may not know. So with the law of attraction, there's a big part of it where so in in the book they talk about how you need to ask, believe and then you receive. That's mm-hmm. the idea of the law of attraction. You put it out there what you want, then you yeah. need to believe it with all of your might that you're going to get it and then you will receive it. So mm-hmm. that's the idea with it, but there there's a lot more to it. Like yes. going with the flow and trusting that you'll be given the thing that you need and you're going in that direction. And so um I think, you know, you put it out there and you just Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, you weren't attached to the outcome. Exactly. And a lot of people don't understand that part. You weren't attached, but you continued to do what you were doing and Mm -hmm. you were just, you know, you put it out there, you hoped that you were going to get it, you weren't attached to the outcome and you just somehow miraculously... Got it. Yes. Really cool. So I want to tell you a story that I have. This was my favorite one to tell people because this one's probably, I have a lot of magical stories around my vision boards that I've had Mm -hmm. in the past, but one in particular I love because it's just mind blowing. So in 2012 or 2011, I went to California. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I had a friend who was living there for the summer uh, on some internship program. And so I she had invited me to come and stay with her because it would have been, you know, just my flight and then a free stay. Right. Mm -hmm. So I and I had no money at this point. I think I. I hadn't started working at Chapters just yet, or maybe I had, Um, no, I had, no, I hadn't started working at Chapters yet, and I worked, I worked at Chapters for five years, I don't know if I told you that, but anyways, Mm -hmm. I hadn't started working there, so at this point, I was a struggling, like, artist, I didn't have any money, and I thought, well, there's no way I'm gonna, I have no idea how I'm gonna get to California, so what I did is I made a vision board for that summer of all the things I wanted to do, and I put a picture of, do you know the Man's Chinese Theater? In um they no, w- where they have the Oscars is is uh, oh, there, I think.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. what it was called. Yeah, 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 I
0: think yeah, Man's Chinese Theater. Or at least the Oscars is right beside it. It's one or the no, actually Oscars at Adobe Theater. But anyways, it's you know the Doby Theater? Have you ever been to LA? I haven't actually. No way.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Oh. I've been all over the world and New York and LA I've just never gone to. I'm actually going to New York in three weeks. But I'm going to New York on Thursday amazing yeah no way Dude, yeah that is
0: so exciting you're gonna you're gonna love I know I'm gonna
1: love it I know I'm gonna live in New York I'll just put that out there right yeah, now I'm gonna live in New York too yeah. we'll be besties in New absolutely, York absolutely absolutely <laughs> oh my
0: gosh okay so I. Uh, so th- I have a, I have a picture of the, I think it's the Dolby theater or the man's Chinese theater I might be getting the names incorrect but there's anyways there's a, a theater um in a mall like right in the central of downtown Hollywood where the walk of famous mm-hmm. and I ha I just I and I I had been to El a couple times before, so I knew I knew where it was, and I knew that this was like Central LA and where I wanted to go in Hollywood, essentially. And so I took this picture, and it was a picture of the Dolby Theater at nighttime, and from like a specific like angle. Okay, it was just it was just a picture of it. So I thought, okay, well that's my that's how I'm gonna associate California. So I put that on my vision board, and then I just put it out there. And sure, uh, sure enough, eventually I was I got the money to go. I can't remember exactly how, how I got the money. I landed some gig or whatever in that paid for it and I ended up going. But the cool part is that when I was there I took all kinds of pictures and I didn't realize until I got home and I was going through my pictures on my phone that I literally took a picture in the exact angle, the exact time of day. It was nighttime and the the from like the same like yeah the same angle and everything of the Adobe Theater that was on my vision board. It was literally the exact photo. And I didn't even realize it at the time when I was taking it. That, That's so funny. Yeah, that I didn't even recognize it from my vision board. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't put two and two together till I got home. And that was every time I tell the story, I, I get shivers because it. it's just, it's crazy. It's so cool. Yeah, I've had a lot of really cool incidents, incidences like that happen. Um, but I think it's also, you know, right, right timing, right mindset. And one of the things that I love that you mentioned in the video is that the law of attraction sometimes doesn't always work based on, belief systems that you have. And it's made subconsciously and whatnot. And I was wondering if maybe you can just sort of talk about that.
1: Sure. Um, Well, first of all, I just want to state that I think as you know, there's a certain part of humanity that's getting into this stuff. Yes. And we kind of know the tip of the iceberg of how these things come about. So in a way it is just What I'm going to say is going to be speculation and just what I've heard from other people. Yeah. Yeah. So the way that I've experienced things with the law of attraction not working out when I really want them to work out. Mm -hmm. And uh, the best people that I've actually come across in explaining all of this has been Abraham Hicks. Oh my
0: God, I'm obsessed with Abraham
1: Hicks. Out of like, I love the secret and there's lots of other people who talk about the law of attraction that I think do a great job, but for whatever reason, I've listened to a lot of Abraham Hicks works and they explain it in the most like easy way for me to understand anyway. And I I began to see my own patterns when it comes to manifesting things um, by kind of applying their work. So basically, the reason that the law of attraction doesn't work, so to say, or the reason that a lot of people can get frustrated with it is because they're not aware of why they are choosing to want these things and what kind of emotions mm-hmm. they have around them. Mm-hmm. So for example, uh, I'm getting much better at this, but for a long time, I used to feel that unless I made a lot of money with my acting work or uh, you know, I had to at least be working with this caliber of people. or or, you know, like all these different like prerequisites that I had mm-hmm. to be considered successful and for something to be good enough, were at such a crazy bar that no matter what I tried to do, it was never good enough. Right. And so that's why all of those things that I was trying to manifest were like so hard going. I felt I was putting in so much effort. I'm doing everything right, so to say. Mm-hmm. And these things just aren't happening because I have such negative emotion around it first of all and second of all I'm not appreciating the journey and the step-by-step sort of stepping stones that are going to get you there because the law of attraction isn't necessarily you know you know you think you want a million dollars and automatically you get it I mean sometimes that can happen but what if you get an extra hundred dollars in your pocket the next day why wouldn't you celebrate that instead of going oh it's not good enough right yeah so that was kind of a secret, so to say for me, when it comes to the law of attraction is that not only do you have to be honest with yourself about why you want certain things and feeling like you're good enough and also celebrating the little milestones along the way, because that's how you gain momentum. That's how these things actually come into your life is when you start appreciating what's already around you.
0: Right. Um, One of the things I learned from Esther and Abraham Hicks Mm -hmm. is all around um, learning the vibration of gratitude and gratitude and love is the, you know, joy. That's the highest vibration that you can be on. And when you're vibrating on that level, that's when you're able to attract everything in your life because you're going with the flow of life. You're not even
1: trying then that that's the wonderful part of it is people think, you know, to, to make things happen in your life, you have to put in so much effort and it has to be so hard and, after doing that for decades I only now in the last few years have realized my god like effort and action is all great and has its place but if it's not rooted in happiness and appreciation for what already is and having a good intention going forward Mm -hmm. you're wasting your time
0: right yeah, and that really resonates with my entire life in terms of acting. I think there's something in the acting community where, yeah, there's you just put so much pressure on yourself. And there's
1: so much negativity. So much. When, and like, honestly, I, when I was yeah. 16,
0: <laughs> I was I I was mad at myself mm-hmm. because I hadn't landed my first gig. It's like, dude, yeah. you're 16. Like, Calm down. <laughs> go to school, go yeah. to high school, go to your dance competitions and relax. Yeah. You know, like I wish I had, you know, someone to say that to me because I just was so part of myself and it wasn't till I start actually wasn't till really till I d- discovered Abraham Hicks mm-hmm. did um, cuz I discovered the secret I've read a lot of books by Deepak Chopra yeah. um what's the other one the guy that wrote the Alchemist Paulo Coelho yeah yeah and I've just I've I've read so many books in the self help Section and actually a lot of people when I worked at chapters they would they a lot of the um, the other employees would send customers to me whenever they had self help <laughs> questions because I just read so Good much emotion. so <laughs> so yeah and I I was just so hard on myself until I yeah until I really discovered that honestly gratitude is the only is at the end of the day like spreading love and 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 trying to just be as loving as possible and then also like being grateful for what yes. you have is the really the only way and and. Also I think there's just this idea that you have that life is a certain way like even it it goes even not just in the acting world but like there's that idea that by 30 you need to be together (laughs) have a job and get married and like have kids like (laughs) planned for the future and it's just life is just not like that it's not so singular and and, in vertical like that there's many different you know roadblocks and different turns that you make in life and I think sad
1: if it was that way it'd be so
0: boring we'd all be robots because we'd all be the same right so to think that you have the same story as is you know, everyone else. I think partly that's a problem of movies that it's quite brainwashing, especially for little kids mm-hmm. when they their brains aren't fully developed. They don't know better that you know that that life is this way. And I honestly thought that by sixteen I would have like a music deal and yep. I'd be you know dancing like Britney and like of I you know and it's unfortunate, but you just you know your brain literally is not developed till it's scientific till 25. That's when it starts to really fully develop. And so um, it would make sense why I had all these, you know, beliefs by from the movies that I watched. And I really, I was hardcore into Disney. And, nice. you know, and like the princess films where everything is happy and it's just life just, it's not like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I do think um, part of the problem with the law of attraction, if you if you if you aren't aware, it's that if you put a lot of pressure on yourself, if you want something so bad, usually it's be- there's something blocking you. Well,
1: usually there's some kind of inadequacy that you're trying to heal with. Yes. It. Because I realize like, okay, well, why do I want these things? Well, I want these things right. because I don't feel good enough. Right. Exactly. And so the 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 full, like straight direction linear way um, for the law of attraction to give you what you want is you want it for the joy of it. Right. It's, yes. it's never going to come to you if you're trying to fill up some kind of hole in yourself. Right. If you're
0: just trying to create this life that, that you were told
1: li- the way that life
0: is. That's supposed right? to make like, you happy. That's supposed to make you happy. Right. Yeah. Because, and also, I think, you know, there's a big, a big part of this is just trusting in... I mean it, depending on what you believe in but some people you know just trust in God or trust in the universe mm-hmm. trust in whatever your beliefs are your religious beliefs or if you don't like just trust that there's that you'll be led in the right direction or you'll lead yourself at least trust, trust yourself, yourself yes. that you know that whatever happens you'll be led in the right direction yeah. and you know just because you haven't you're 16 years old and you haven't booked <laughs> this big movie deal doesn't mean that you're not gonna have lots of different lessons in your life that will lead you there eventually you mm-hmm. know like honestly had I not gone through that depression when I was 18 which a lot of it had to do with because I wasn't where I was in my life Mm -hmm. career wise and a lot of friends became successful around me and it was very hard to witness it was very hard on uh, on, you know my on my mind and my body and soul and Mm -hmm. so had I not gone through that I wouldn't be where I am today I wouldn't have discovered the secret which helped me heal a lot of weird beliefs that I had about the way Mm -hmm. that life works and you know every single day is uh, uh, you know creating your story and it's uh, all part of the journey right and I think a lot of us were just so focused on the destination but honestly I think life is just a journey and mm-hmm. it's the in between before uh, honestly a lot of the time I don't know if you felt this way but when I actually accomplish a goal I'm not as happy yeah. And I've recently discovered this and it's it's so interesting. When I get to the final destination, you you're like, "All right, that's cool." Like I really another wanted another thing
1: th- to check off the list. Yeah.
0: Like a one I really wanted a Louis Vuitton bag for like so long, okay? Yeah. So I saved my money, saved yeah. my money. I put it out there. I'm like, "I'm going to get it." And when I was in LA, in October, I yeah. I, um, I got I got it. Mm-hmm. And then once I got it, the lure it was gone. I wasn't that excited. And like, you know, so it's, it's just, yeah, life is about the journey and being grateful. And I have to remind myself, like, Melissa, you are 27 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have a great boyfriend. You have yeah. great friends. You know, you have things that you love and that you, you know, you've attracted into your life. You, you, you be grateful. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, the other thing that I think a lot of people don't do enough is like taking a broader look on your life. So Mm. I personally believe in like past lives and that, you know, we actually are something much greater than just this, you know, human form that we're taking in this moment in time. And it's kind of this paradox between making the most of everything you have right now, but at the same time, knowing that really it doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't matter, you know? And so uh, if you you think about the fact that you are, like, one out of seven billion people or, like, however many there is of us, and every day, you know, there's new people coming into the world, Mm -hmm. and we're one tiny speck in an ultimate universe, like, it just makes you realize that everything that happens, no matter how great it is, no matter how terrible it is, honestly, like, just... Don't hang on to any particular experience because everything changes. Everything is going to be, you know, destroyed and evolved into something else. So don't take yourself or life too seriously. It's just something that I've (laughs) taken on. (laughs) That's a very divinely guided thing
0: that you just said to me right now. (laughs) Because I've had a very um, hard couple months Mm -hmm. with um, letting things go and people, trying to shake people off from my life that just don't you know resonate with me they don't bring you know loving value towards my life and mm-hmm. so I've just you know tried to like shed some people and yeah, that's good. Um, it's been very it's been very hard for me getting out of my mind and just like letting letting it go and realize like it's nothing it's not a big deal yeah, like it'll you pass know, at this too shall yeah, pass yeah. right and it's funny because I was um, on my my um, boyfriend's uh, apartment balcony and I was looking out and he has a really cool view of Toronto and just seeing the city and like, like looking at the view, is is so good. I think for just reminding you that holy, you are an ant in this world. Yes, you know the yes. city is so big. You're you, there. You're so insignificant. Your, your problems are so small. It's not... Mm-hmm. It's what you're holding on to right now really is not a big deal, Melissa. There's mm-hmm. worse problems in the world, you know? So um, reminding myself of that. But yeah, reminding myself to let go is something that I need to constantly do. I think a lot of be- people do. Yes. Well, yeah. it, it's
1: the way that we drive ourselves crazy, right? It's like we, yeah. we, we <laughs> amplify certain aspects in our life. And obviously, if they're ones that bring out painful and harmful emotions in ourselves those become like a silk screen that we see the world through right so we're not actually in the present moment we're not actually um, realizing the opportunities and the joy that's around us because we're just stuck in our own heads we're muddling around in these problems and we're carrying all this stuff with us yeah so how do we lighten our load how do we actually appreciate things as they are without bringing all our baggage with us right yeah and I think um, a lot of problems too are you know you get tr-
0: triggered you, yes. you when something brings up feeling you're triggered by something that you've experienced in your past right yeah. that that um, create an emotion in you for sure and so yeah it's about learning to recognize that I think mm-hmm. and being able to just breathe through it yes yes yeah, I've been I've been very aware that my situation I'm not going to go through the details but my situation that I've been in that has caused caused me a lot of you know sadness over the last few months is because I've been triggered by the way that I've been treated. And Mm -hmm. so I've, you know, been trying to to cope with that. But yeah, it, it's, I've just the only, and I'm right now I'm at a point where I finally like l- I'm letting that's it go. Great. And like, yeah, but it's because I've had, I have, you have to just keep coaching yourself. And then, and, and, and I do know that a lot of my emotions that are coming up are just based on past experiences. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's going to leave me into the next thing I want to talk okay. about, <laughs> which is rewiring your subconscious mind. So yes. Alina actually has a video on this. And last year, guys, I discovered this idea of, figuring out beliefs in your life that might be creating blocks that you have mm-hmm. in your life beliefs that your conscious mind might not even be aware of that mm-hmm. some that subconsciously you have formed based on your life experiences. Maybe as a child, I think a lot of, you know, beliefs that you have in your life have were formed when you were a child from yes. what you observed, what you, you know, took and whatnot. So yeah, I want to talk about that mm-hmm. because yeah, I discovered this idea last year and I, I have been attempting to apply it into my life mm-hmm. in certain ways. I just, I want to ask you about your experience and how you've discovered this, but yeah, I wanted to talk about, I, I, there was a lot of, um, a, a, I had to do a lot of soul searching. I had to sit down with my pen and my journal and be like, Melissa, what are, what are things that you want to accomplish your, your life? And what are some possible like blocks that keep coming? What are the blocks that keep coming up? And then I had to really just dig deeper into those blocks and f- and really try to figure out like what is the thought that I believe like what is it that I believe that might be attracting those blocks and and I got to it and so um we'll talk about it in in a f- after you you talk about your experience we'll talk about <laughs> some ideas of maybe like overcoming and changing your sure. beliefs um but yeah I discovered a couple ideas through my research and so yeah I want you to tell your experience first and then we'll we'll talk about possible like solutions yeah
1: absolutely Um, Well, I've always been interested in psychology and why we as humans do what we do, so to say. Um, But I had some bigger revelations kind of actually after the whole floating experience. The last three years have honestly been just very powerful for me. And uh, I started doing more research into the subconscious mind and how in many ways we really Operate, so to mm. say, every day on automation. There really isn't anything that new going on. It's it's literally the same cycles, the same reactions, the same things happening over and over again. But maybe you know the picture just looks different. Whether it's a new relationship, right. whether it's living in a new place, but the same things are like the st- same beliefs and the same um, like, creatures of habit. Yeah, right? creatures creatures of in habit, pattern. and and it is conditioned onto us not only by. Our childhood, which is where we absorb the majority of these beliefs and all of that, uh, but also with just our environment. Mm. So if you grow up in India, you know, you're going to have a very different conditioning to what life is like and your expectations of it than if you grew up in like a privileged, you know, first world country, so to say. So it's totally different conditioning depending where you are, your media, and all of those factors. So this is kind of random, but actually I find it to be very useful of how I really realize that so much of what we do is just unconscious. Hmm. Where I had one night in Tokyo where I drank a lot. Yes, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I... You know, I know Tokyo fairly well, but I don't, I honestly don't know how I like walked myself home in that state but Hmm. I did but I don't like remember any of it but thankfully I think I remember because it was like a path that I usually walk down so somehow my subconscious you know was like okay just go here just go here just go here and so I walked myself home and I literally don't remember anything of it (laughs) and somehow I don't remember this either I took off all my makeup I took out my contact lenses I like I properly dressed and groomed myself the exact way that I do every single night and then when I woke up in the morning I literally wondered if one of my friends took me home or something and did this because I'm like how could somebody that was you know that out of it actually do all of these things wow. and that's yeah. when I realized wow like if I really have programmed my subconscious to do this pattern of things and you know our subconscious mind is constantly on wherever we are like walking you know remembering different things yeah we can still operate on that level even if we're not aware of it. Hmm. So then uh, that got me to thinking, well, what is going on in my subconscious that's making me react to the world the way I do? And what would happen if I started changing some of those mechanisms?
0: Okay, so can you tell me of any beliefs that you realized that you had that were sort of blocking you from things that you want and maybe also tactics or ideas that you learned that helped you overcome these beliefs or change these beliefs?
1: yeah absolutely um i think the biggest thing that people don't realize is keeping them from the things they really want is that they don't actually see themselves as they are now as being that thing right so for example i always thought okay well maybe one day i'm going to be successful or like one day i'll be really wealthy and you're just on a hamster wheel when you have that kind of mentality because no matter how much action you put towards something if that's your constant belief and vision about yourself, you're never going to get there or it's going to be really hard going. Uh,
0: unless, of course, you figure out how you are when you are that person and then you start working yes. towards being that yes. person, you right? Yes, ha-
1: you basically have to be that person now. Yes. Like, No matter like what your environment is, no matter how much money you have in the bank, you have to embody the qualities that you're someday looking to have now. Right. You know, even if it's just a little bit by bit, nobody's just going to, you know, wake up and you know, be the ideal version of themselves, so to say. But when you begin to start cultivating qualities that you'd like more of in your life, whether it's, you know, just being more assertive Mm. or allowing yourself to be expressive, that is how you begin to transform yourself. And that's actually a much easier process than feeling like I have to schedule my days from morning to night with productivity and, you know, chasing this illusion basically of, being good enough right so i definitely realized i had a lot of limiting beliefs of no matter what i did it was just never good enough mm-hmm. and also feeling like unless I have these particular things I can't really pursue what I wanted to do like I I'm sure lots of people have this idea that unless I have at least this much money I can't go traveling or I can't devote this much time to my creative pursuits we find all the excuses in the world to feel like like there's something whether it's money whether it's a relationship whether it's the amount of time we have that unless these things get fixed we can't do what we actually want Right. So I think the better alternative is to be so focused on what you want that you begin to embody those qualities in the moment. Hmm. So something that I've actually been working on recently and that I realized is really the right path for me is to be my own boss. So I bought this even... Same. L- yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think everybody actually would... Whether they have a steady job or not, I think it's great to just feel more independence, not only, you know, in your finances, but just with your time and all that. Well, because yeah. also
0: no one is going to look out for you as, as good as, as you. you will. Yeah, nobody right? knows you better than That's you. That's a hard truth that I had yeah. to learn recently when I, you know, I unfortunately had a belief that, you know, everybody means well. And mm-hmm. I, you know what, it's... I, 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 I don't think anymore that I think there's a lot of good in the world, but not everyone means well towards you and, and, and it's unfortunate, but that's the yin and yang of the world. Mm -hmm. And so I think I had to come to terms with that and realize that, okay, well I can still, you know, spread love, put out, like do what I can to like make the world a better place. But I, but it's not healthy to think that everyone means well for me because that's why so many people have taken advantage of me in my career and just in, just in general. And, um, yeah, I've had to really, you know, be, become quite assertive in the last while and be my own boss because yeah, and recognize that no one's going to look out for me as, as, as well as I will. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, and there's some power in that.
1: There you know? is. And uh, the other thing that comes with time, um, especially f- for women, and as, as, you, as we can really see it in the last couple of years, like in a way, people will treat you how you treat yourself. Right. And so I'm yes, a feminist <laughs> and I definitely, you know, my heart goes out to the whole Me Too movement on all of those things. But I think what's really missing from the conversation is women taking a step back and realizing actually how much power they have Mm -hmm. because while you can have terrible things happen to you where you are a victim so to say but when you start actually believing that you are a victim and people can walk all over you and that's your position that is very hard to move forward with so when we don't like we, we can feel the pain of terrible things happening to us and we can stand up for ourselves and that's all well and good. But until we began to change the identity of how we see ourselves, it's going to be kind of hard to change the dynamics. So I really love seeing women not only standing up for themselves, but be- like really, truly believing how powerful and how important they are. Right. Yeah.
0: Very interesting that you're saying that because, um... <laughs> this whole conversation—it's very divinely guided. Perfect. I like to call because that is a belief that I'm working through—is yeah. that I'm not a victim. Yeah, it's very interesting of uh, the culture of our society today. It's yeah, very towards everyone's a victim. You know, mm-hmm. at, like it's—it's a it's, uh, there's a lot of articles that I've read. <laughs> Funny enough, I just said I don't watch the news a lot, but there are, I i recently have actually been reading a lot of articles about um, this idea that of society now becoming very like. I forget what it's called. There's an actual word for it, but it, yeah, everyone very much lives from like a victim standpoint right mm-hmm. now. And there's a lot of, um, I think it's quite troubling. Cause yeah. Yeah. If you, if, if I want to be where I want to be, I, I don't see myself as this victim, but unfortunately for for my whole life, since I was severely depressed, I've used excuses like, Oh, well I have social anxiety disorder or, Oh, well I have, mm-hmm. you know, major depressive disorder, like anxiety. And I've, um, I've, tr- you know, used that as an excuse as to why I, I don't move forward. And I mm-hmm. use, and I've, and I have become this sort of victim within it. and, It's just it's just not true. And it's and and, and I know and that in the person that I want to be in my life, that's when I'm my ultimate me in quotations and and that I've always seen myself. Is is someone that is healthy that and that doesn't let that stand in, in their yeah. way, right? And so recently, yeah, I this is something that I have been working on in terms of changing this belief and embodying the person that I want to be, embodying this per, this assertive, you know, powerful individual that doesn't let people walk all over totally. them and that doesn't, you know, let your the anxiety of how people are going to react affect you know, whether I do, I do or don't do something, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. That's really
1: yeah. interesting that you actually explained it in that way. Uh, because it just made me think of something that I kind of became more aware of, um, a couple of years ago in also like dealing with different like mental health issues and having yeah. friends who have gone through that. And there's a very stark difference between saying, I, uh, you know, like, I am like someone who has, or how should I phrase this to make the most sense? Basically, I'm just saying that it gets very troublesome when people make depression a part of their identity. Right. They view themselves like as a depressive person, like something a part of your personality, let's say. Or just saying, I am experiencing depressive symptoms. Right. So... I remember having conversations with friends who unfortunately were going through difficult times and it was just really interesting because I saw those patterns in them where they literally were attaching themselves to these things that ultimately like they don't want in their lives Mm. and we all do that like we all do that in one way or another and so it just prompted this kind of you know perspective shift for me of realizing okay well you know I have anxiety sometimes, sometimes I have panic attacks, sometimes I know that, you know, these things come over me and that's just what happens sometimes, but I'm not going to attach my sense of self and almost expect that to follow me into my future you right.
0: know I think the danger is when you go to a doctor and they yes say, and they say you, you are have depressed. this
1: and you're never gonna go right. away well that's
0: that's what yeah. happened with me right Not yeah. they didn't say it's never gonna go away but they yeah, said, yeah yeah, he's like you know I went to um, a doctor multiple doctors when I was very young and then I went to a cognitive behavioral specialist where they like finally had given me the diagnosis of mm-hmm. social anxiety disorder major depressive disorder and panic attack syndrome mm-hmm. and so yeah they there's a danger with that because yeah, you do start to identify and uh, it's, I, it's interesting. Um, I used to work in the kids section in chapters a lot and how a lot of parents would identify their kid as, Oh, he's hyper cause he has ADHD.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, you know, and that, that like hurts kids. your soul.
0: Cause they're like, no, cause he's going to think that it's going to cripple him from doing yeah. anything in life. And it's, yeah, it's quite, it's, um, it's quite unfortunate that, that we, we, uh, that our brains work like that and when we're told these things well, from people, we become those
1: things even people more. that we trust right yeah. because a
0: doctor is someone that everyone trusts is knowledgeable yeah. knows what they're talking yeah. about right so we identify with it um, but you're seeing it in everywhere in the world now like people very hardcore identify with being vegan or mm-hmm. hardcore identify with being you know like Muslim or black or white and there's there's nothing wrong with it but I think that that when you I, when you hardcore like identify to anything in particular I think it belongs you from seeing any points of like everyone's point of view. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I think, I think you'll always have a belief system that keeps you restrained within what you identify with. Right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird subject, but I have, I have noticed a lot of it too is a identity. Obviously it's a huge thing for me, but uh, for everybody, sorry. But I, yeah, I just feel that um, I, I need to, I have needed to be careful about when I, I, uh, how much I use it as a crutch mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I've just, I, I don't know. Anyways, I've noticed that no, I, I do use good. it and yeah. that I've identified with in the past and I just, I, and I, it's not something that can block, should block anybody. I don't mm-hmm. think it, I, I know it doesn't cause I wouldn't be where I ha- am right now, but it's almost as if I've, I've leaned on that because of the, the I don't know, because it's like, it's a safe place. It's comfortable, our, right? Our
1: most, I would say almost all of our limitations are all self-imposed especially mm. ones about being good enough. Right. You know, cause it's like every person has value without having to do anything. Right. right. And so if you're coming from that mentality, well, you know, you, you can view yourself as anything. Right. And from that place, you will build something that is of that essence. Mm-hmm. But if you come into it thinking, I have to prove my worthiness, I have to do all of these things before I even have like, a chance in hell of some of this happening, like right. you're just making it so much harder for yourself. Right, for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: even someone that didn't have depression or, or anxiety symptoms, they they yeah. w- they might they probably could also be in the same place that yeah. I am right now. It doesn't yeah. have really have anything to do with that. Yeah.
1: And everybody has their own challenges. I think Story. whether it's the social media or, or what it is, but it's like I think everybody thinks that everybody else somehow has it easier than them you know we we right. all just think that oh like frick if I was just like that person then life would be great but I think we we will never truly know other people's lives and we're all here because we're here to learn our own lessons we're not here to compete with each other right. or feel like you know we have to keep up with anyone so to say
0: but that is the danger of social
1: media yeah. isn't it
0: it's the it's the constant a comparison that yeah. we're always comparing ourselves and our lives to other people mm-hmm. um, when in fact everybody has their own challenges Mm -hmm. i love um this saying it's a it's a it doesn't completely relate, but it, like I've, I've heard people say I'm just broke at a different level than you. Like, cause a lot of people are like, well, you're rich, so you, you'll be happy, but, but not necessarily people mm-hmm. could be broke at different levels. And I think it kind of makes sense in the sense that like, like it just because someone's famous doesn't mean they don't have no. their own set of problems. They just have a different level of problems that, that you have. Like that it, can even be a problem itself being famous. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> never being able to go grocery yeah, shopping. That's, God I cannot imagine, yeah. right? Yeah, it's interesting why we would ever want to be in in that. But it's all perspective. <laughs> Everything is perspective. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I just want to go back to your Law of Attraction video and mm-hmm. how you talked about how sometimes you're, when you're unable to attract something, usually there is just a fear or a belief that's in the way. And yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about that in particular because I read, do you know the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's such a great book. If you haven't read it, guys, read it. You will learn so much. And in this book, Napoleon Hill talks about the law of money and how working hard can get rid of the fear that blocks you from, from achieving the thing that you want. And, um... Yeah, he just talks about rendering service for what you want and how and that's essentially you need to you need to render the energy or effort in order to get what you want. And I think a lot of the time, yeah, we we are blocked from what we want, but also maybe it's because we haven't essentially rendered the complete service for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you heard of that before? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I have, and it's actually the way that I used to operate more now i've put a little bit of a different spin on it so to say um i always felt that if okay if i work hard and there's nothing wrong with working hard it's it's a great virtue to work hard Mm -hmm. but then i felt good about myself right now i felt like i made a contribution to society right but what i was actually doing when i finally felt that way after working hard is i was giving myself the permission to receive OK, so there's a million and one roads that you can take to get to the same destination. Right. So.
0: Right. I guess, <laughs> I guess if you have the belief that you need to work hard in order to get to it, you have to work but that's hard. That's not necessarily right. a
1: bad thing. That's not necessarily a bad thing. And sometimes working really hard can be like really joyous and, and you can create something really great. And it's an inspired sort of action. There's absolutely nothing wrong with working hmm. hard. And I think. It is great when we choose to manifest things or to create things that are for other people's benefit, right? I think the world definitely will reward you, you know, 10 times over for those kinds of actions because deep inside, I think we do know we are all one. And so service to humanity is service to yourself as well. So if you're looking at it from that perspective, like absolutely, it's just a win-win situation for everyone. But the missing component of why essentially it works at the end of the day is because we're giving ourselves permission and we feel good enough right to get that you know reward so to Mm -hmm. say It's, it's funny I I first heard somebody physically saying to me I give you permission to do this and it stopped me dead in my tracks because i was in an acting class and i was like in a method acting class and so my teacher was coaching us through an improv sort of dramatic scene and she was giving us directions to like you know make something happen and there was this like block that i could feel inside of me i'm like i don't know if i can do this i don't know if i should do this like you know what are people gonna think of me so to say and just all of a sudden she just said i give you permission." Hmm. And it's just like something just like opened up and just her even saying those words just allowed me to step into what she was asking me to do and what I did want to do because you know it was creatively expressive and all those kinds of things. And hmm. so a lot of times I think we don't give ourselves permission to be happy. Interesting. And we don't yeah. give ourselves permission to make life easy. I truly hmm. believe that we make our lives so much harder then it has to be right. You know, and that's not to say that there's not a lot of life lessons and a lot of good that can come from the challenging times, but a lot of things we do it to ourselves right? and we're blocking our own success and blocking, you know, from things happening easier than, you know, they do.
0: (laughs) Right. And I, I, I think another interpretation Mm -hmm. of what uh, Napoleon Hill was talking, I've thought about this. Rendering service doesn't necessarily meaning mean like working your butt off and not and and, and at the end of the day like you you know, you you sweat mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're you're and you're good. I think it could also mean rendering service in terms of like like just follow your intuition yes. towards what the next step should be. And then the next oh, step yes, and yes, the next yes, step. Yes, and then yes, you'll yes. get there. Yeah. I think that has something do, to do with it as well, because mm-hmm. um, I've talked about this with uh, my friend, with Carly in the yeah. past. Um, like Isaac, she was on the last podcast guys. <laughs> and we, we have this, we have a name for it. It's called go like the flow when you're on the flow or you're on the frequency. Yeah. Um, that's when everything like comes to you and you attract everything. And I think, yeah. And, but you, Usually, the key for getting on the frequency is is literally just going with the flow and listening to your intuition and and and. and, and following what your intuition is guiding you to do. So if your intuition says you got to leave this, you, Mm -hmm. this, this place, or you gotta, you gotta stop working at this place, whatever you got to do it. You just got to follow and just trust that you'll be led in the right direction. There's, yeah, it goes back to the whole, like, just got to trust in the, in your higher self or, you know, God or whomever you, you believe in. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, that's a part of it as well.
1: Yeah. Well, in intuition at the end of the day, that's one of the most personal things we have. That's our compass. That's our guidance. Um, system. And the fun part is that we don't always know where it's going to take us, right? Like (laughs) it gives us the opportunity to surprise ourselves, to think that, okay, you know, I didn't know that I was capable of that, or I didn't know that something so amazing could happen. And that's kind of the fun of life, right? Right. If we just came here and we knew exactly what was going to happen and we knew how to get from A to B to C, well, what's the point really? So when we listen to our intuition and when we're true to ourselves, I think that's when the world opens up. That's when we have amazing opportunities that we'd have never expected coming, right? And that's when you feel most alive too. Yeah,
0: uh, I I tell everyone this, but when I... In January last year I was like I cannot work this job that I was working at anymore. I was working in yeah. a restaurant. I just I I just wasn't happy. And so yeah. my intuition kept telling me to quit, to quit. And it's funny because I, you know, I love Chapters so much. The company as a whole is just awesome. It was the, one of the best retail places to ever work at. Yeah. And so I was there prior to this restaurant job. I was at Chapters for 5 years. And through like many times throughout Chapters, my intuition kept telling me to quit, telling me to quit, and I just I was like, no, I won't have any money and I won't be able to survive. Mm-hmm. And so I never did. And then I, I and then eventually I quit because I got the restaurant job and then I was just so miserable. And I was like, I got to just try something new for a different result. And so I just listened and I quit. And for two months leading up to March when I ended up getting Cricket Live. I did nothing but like just follow my intuition. I like, and I would sit and I would write and I would do all the things that my intuition was telling me. Good for you. Yeah. And, but, and that's what, and honestly, I believe that is what led me to cricket live is that, you know, it's just listening to your inner soul and it will guide you sort of thing, you know? Totally. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to finally talk one of uh, one final thing, guys. This has been a, such a great yeah, long p- this podcast. It's probably my longest yet, I think, <laughs> um, is, is maybe some ideas of how people can um, rewire their subconscious mind. So I was talking to Alina before this and we were talking about um, just different like tactics. So um, not Napoleon Hill. But there was another book that I read more specifically about this topic and what I learned is what you were saying is affirmations I think Mm -hmm. so discovering what your block is and what the belief is and now if you have trouble with that it's going to probably take a lot of soul um, searching a lot of like just sitting with yourself in silence maybe meditating journaling to try to figure out like what it is at your core that you believe that's maybe blocking your you know your way or your path and then what what I have learned and what I've been doing is coming up with a counter like positive belief that's Mm -hmm. in line with where I want to be and then affirming that. And Napoleon Hill talks about how, um, three, six or nine times repetitive. Um, you need to be repetitive, um, at least three, six or nine times. And that will instill it into your brain because your brain, yeah, your brain needs like not just the creative side to be catered to, but also the logical side. So first, like in terms of rendering service, your brain will accept that um, as a service if mm-hmm. you are able to repeat you know this new belief yeah. and then eventually it'll form a habit and whatnot yeah. so that's what I've been trying it's been so effective in terms of I attracted a relationship that just has never been more fulfilling mm-hmm. than any other relationship you know and so and that that is something that I, I, I first experimented with and so I need to I need to start experimenting with a couple new beliefs now I'm, uh, I'm time for a new leaf and to, yeah to start working on some other things but anyways um, I want to talk about that really briefly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways out there that um you could go about that, so it's like pick your poison so to say. <laughs> um but personally, I have done a number of different ones. Um the first of which is like sleep hypnosis, which is yes. incredibly um easy and effective for just something that you put into your nighttime routine and that you will just find at least for me personally over time. Not only are you like waking up and feeling better about the day, which is very important. How you start your day is like a pivotal moment for how the rest of it goes. So I'm a big believer in having a really good, like enjoyable morning routine, not stressful. So my sleep, you know, hypnosis is a large part of that. And second of all, I guess I would really say for people to just think about what would be their highest expression of self. Mm -hmm. You know, without other people's opinions, without what society expects of you, what is it inside of you that you would just love to express to the world? Like, how would you love to live every day? What kind of things would you like to do? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what kind of people do you want to associate with? So whether you want to use those questions in doing a visualization whether you want to just like write it down and you know always have it um, in your home like I have literally quotes and all these things like all over my apartment because it's just it's just reminders right it's a really great way to just constantly have that influence around you or like a vision board whatever way you think you take an information make sure you are choosing things that you genuinely want and that you know, you want to have with you going forward and make sure that it's true to you. Because a lot of times when we're teenagers or even into adulthood, I think a lot of us choose to like things or to be things because we're trying to make other people happy. Right. So when you do that Kind of thing. It almost has the opposite effect because deep inside of you, you know that's not actually what you want. Mm-hmm. So those things will actually end up like hurting you or like coming out in really crappy ways. Resentful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've had many things. Even with the entertainment industry, um, even though I'm obviously still pursuing acting and all those things, in a weird way, I've kind of taken a little bit of a step back or it's just not as important because I realized you know like my idea of a fun time isn't auditioning all the time it isn't you know hitting the pavement as an actor and um, having super long days on set being a series regular like maybe once in a while I'd enjoy doing that Um, but those aren't really the things that I want for myself ideally Mm -hmm. so it was it was an interesting realization to have a dream all your life and then actually getting honest with yourself and tuning into where you are now and saying right. okay you know I think I think I actually have to change my dream hmm you know wow that's very inter- interesting yeah Carly mm-hmm. and
0: I have both been feeling sort of that way for the mm-hmm. last while um, yeah it's a because I I don't enjoy the audition process I mean I don't think anybody really <gasps> does it but it, it but it's the lifestyle that comes with it like having to rearrange your entire schedule you know, for, for an audition at last minute, you know, and yeah. for some, I, that just, it does bring up an anxious anxiety feelings yeah. within me. Um, and I think anybody that likes organization or likes structure, yeah. it can definitely, um, it can shake up your, your week. Right. And so, and yeah, I, yeah, I've had to take a step back and look at, how I want to be in life or how I want my life to live and sort of, yeah, I've, uh, mm-hmm. I've been doing the same thing. No, which is you, not you, got some good, you got some
1: good things going.
0: Well, that's why I started also namaste because yeah. I really like talking. I love talking yeah. about spiritual things in particular. I love talking about like goals and motivation yeah. and, uh, I love performing. And so this is essentially you can an do it outlet. All. Of, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of all of them. And, um, yeah so anyways <laughs> Alina it's been
1: a pleasure it has been wonderful this has been a
0: great talk um, yes. we might even follow up another time if you would love that to would come be back, great I would, I would love, love to have that. you <laughs> <laughs> and um, so do you want to just recap where people can find you on social media if they can watch yes. your videos tell everybody where they can find you
1: absolutely so I think my biggest platform right now is YouTube so if you just search my name Alina McLeod you can find me there and probably Instagram those are probably the two biggest platforms that I use and probably in the coming couple of months I am going to be having my website go live which is happyhealthyheroin.com so if you guys are interested in the things that we have been talking about today you can definitely uh, follow me on there as well yeah if you're listening in the future Mm -hmm. (laughs) it might be up already yes (laughs) well
0: wonderful well thank you so
1: much for being here
0: you are awesome and I hope you guys enjoyed that. And uh, don't forget the motto the grass is always greener where you are right now. Try to remember that. Say it to yourself three times. Like we were saying today, repetition is key. It really is. So, anyways, I'm sending you guys so much love, light, and motivation to tackle those goals. This is Melissa Malade <laughs> signing off. Peace.